have a question about your home? Call Ken the Contractor. Ken Patterson is a Class A licensed contractor who has designed and built multi-million dollar commercial and industrial projects and single family homes up and down the East Coast. And now, Ken the Contractor brings his years of experience to the radio. I have a uh, hardwood floor. I want to know how to go about cleaning it and refinishing it. So you want to come back to a good, clean, new look on that wood because under that stain, that wood, once you sand it, it's going to look brand new again. If I had a small <clears throat> area to do... I might deal with it myself. If I were going to be doing an entire house, clearly I would not. Do you have a question about your home inside or out? Call Ken the Contractor. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Ken the Contractor. I'm Jim Britt, along with Ken the Contractor. Ken the Contractor is here each weekend at this time to take your calls and questions about your home, answering the questions that are important to today's homeowner. You can always reach us at 800-614-2975, or you can forward questions to Ken's website. That's KenTheContractor.com. From time to time, we talk about space that we purchase in our home that we rarely use, and that's cubic space, meaning go vertical. Look at what you can do in those existing closets to add shelves to be able to use the space from the floor to ceiling, not just the single shelf that so many homes come with in bedrooms or maybe two or three shelves in pantries. But in spite of our best efforts, at some point, the longer we're in our house, we find that we really have just outgrown the house. And I don't mean that in the sense that it's no longer usable for us, but as our families grow, our children grow, we collect more items, we get involved in hobbies, various other things, we collect things, if you will, around our household, we find we just no longer have space. Where do we turn? Well, it's not practical for most of us to be out buying a uh, buying a new house just because we need a little more storage space. And one of the things that has become extremely popular in the last number of years would be storage sheds of all types. And I can tell you they really run the gamut. I know most of us remember when a storage shed was a few two-by-fours thrown up out back, maybe a little pole barn structure, and you had some tin siding on it. That's the place you parked the lawnmower, threw a few rakes in, maybe a few garden tools and some exterior uh, you know, games, outside game items, those type things. But that's not the case today. That is a long way from the typical storage shed and or the requirements that we see in many locations for storage sheds in terms of the design, the color, and so forth. So things that were once so simple are now somewhat complicated. And when we talk about space, though, this can still be very, very economical storage space for all of us. And I want you to think a little bit about that. If you're fighting to find space to park your cars in the garage or maybe in the carport, or you're saying, I can hardly walk through my kid's bedroom these days, or I have garden tools or my seasonal items I have to bring indoor and put someplace because I can't leave them on the patio during the winter, Maybe some type of on-site storage building, storage shed is right for you. And, folks, you don't have to go out and spend a fortune for them. For those of you that are do-it-yourselfers, this is something that may be right up your alley to, to try and take on yourself. And for others that we just don't have the time, we want something that blends in with our home, we need to buy something pre-manufactured right down to the paint colors, the shingles, the style, everything that matches that. So it covers all bases for all people. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about where these have come in the last number of years. We've moved a long way from just the old tin siding on the two-by-fours thrown up in the backyard to where today we still see prefabricated metal or aluminum sheds. These were some of the first kits that were in the market many years ago. We know there's some issues with some of those. They've been improved in terms of longevity. 
and they are the type things that most of us can assemble our own and load them in the back of the pickup truck, some of these in the back of the car, tote them home and put them together. The plastic sheds have also hit the market in a big way in the last 15 years or so. And they start off very small. They may be something suitable for your garden, a few garden tools, uh, watering devices, hoses, those type things that just sit against the back of the house, easy to clean and maintain, snap together a few pieces, and you have some modest storage. What you don't have with those typically is something that's quite secure, something that's going to offer a long-term storage building for you. So you need to evaluate what you're going to put in there, the value of it, and how you intend to use this. Those that have become extremely popular both pre-built and build yourself are the wooden sheds in recent years. And that's because it allows us so much versatility when we try and match colors, style, trim, shingles, windows, doors, installing ramps to match our existing home. They are extremely versatile. With the others, with the aluminum, with the vinyl that we purchase, you have limited numbers of styles. You're going to purchase their color, their style, and figure that it will blend in or it doesn't matter to you one way or the other. So if you're looking for a shed that offers you not only some size flexibility, but also offers you the opportunity to match it to your home, then you want to consider some of the pre-manufactured sheds that are in the marketplace. And, folks, they're not all equal. So when you go out to do your shopping, I want to tell you like I do about all other items, you want to compare the specifications. You want to look at the service of the manufacturer, how long they've been in business, their reputation, the products that they're using, and are they willing or able to customize this? Because some of you live in subdivisions where you can only install sheds that match your homes. That's written in your covenants and restrictions. So you also want to pull those out and see whether you're in compliance before you go writing your check for a bunch of money. Now, for those of you that are just diehard do-it-yourselfers, not unlike house plans today, it's very easy to find plans on building sheds, different styles, whether they're single-story and, yes, even two-story for storage, playhouses, uh, to be used on farms just or to be used in subdivisions. You'll find those are plentiful, and you'll find detailed step-by-step instructions on how to cut and assemble these. And this might be something for those of you that have always wanted to do some building, never had an opportunity to do it, to really get started with your own building project around the house. You'll find much information in these plans and books in terms of installing foundations, the roof construction, door construction, just building simple walls. So there's so many things to satisfy every possible need out there. So today, if you're sitting at home saying, you know, I really have an issue with my house. I have no more storage room at all. We're just bursting at the seams here. What am I going to do? But yet we don't want to get rid of these things. Consider some of your storage shed options. I think you'll find you have plenty of places to go. Just be sure that one, you conform with your homeowner requirements if you live in a subdivision. And no matter where you live, you want to be sure that what you're installing conforms to zoning requirements because in some cases there are maximum square footages and setbacks that have to be met. Well, and the other thing is you can spend as little or as much as you want, but uh, I I have two of these, one that we uh, had built for us and another one that we've added in the last couple of years, and it's like most everything. Don't go too small because very rarely does somebody ever come back and say, you know that storage shed we got or we built, we made the thing too darn big. Yeah, you rarely hear that. That holds true for a house, a garage. We all look at the money on the front side saying, I'll never need that. It's never cheaper than today if you buy something just a little larger than what you think you need right now. 
plan for the future. Yeah. And uh, uh, it is and you can customize these, the design and a lot of the stuff that they have available can be very intricate because I, I know folks who have some very specific things, some things that they have to have humidity control on. Uh, you can put electricity in it. Uh, folks are using it for specialized types of, of storage. And in many cases, it's cheaper to have them either custom built or altered uh, from the basic prefab uh, than it is to add this type of storage to your house. In most cases, I would say absolutely. The other thing you don't want to forget, use that vertical or cubic space in these sheds, just like I tell you in your home. Don't just look at what you can place on the floor. It's a lot of valuable space by going all the way up to that ceiling in that shed. Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor, and he's here every weekend at this time to answer questions about your home inside or out. Don't forget, you can friend us on Facebook at Ken the Contractor, and also follow us on Twitter at Ken Answers. If you have a question, you can be part of the show by dialing 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975, or email your questions to KenTheContractor.com. And you're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. I'm Jim Britt, along with Ken the Contractor. If you have a question about your home, inside or out, you can join us at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. And let's get right to those phone calls and start out with Virginia. Hi, Virginia. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Hello. Hi, Virginia. Hi. I'd like to know how to get some old stain off of a wooden deck. Well, I've picked it out with the guy that put it on, but it turned out to be red. We've had it a couple of years, and we've pressure washed it a couple of times, and we've tried all kinds of stuff to remove it, but it still spots on there. I want to make it lighter. Well, I, I will tell you this. There are products that will remove the surface staining, and it sounds like if you've used several of them, though, and you've done pressure washing, that the, the stain, you're talking about an oil stain. Yes. That it has actually penetrated the wood fiber. And once it gets into where it's quite deep, the only thing I know to do, there may be somebody with a better solution out there, but the only success I've had is cleaning the surface to the point that it will take a color product, whether it's a stain or whether it's a paint, and actually cover it up in that fashion. Oh, but I wanted to go lighter. Yeah, I, I I don't have a good answer for you. Again, I hope one of our listeners or maybe somebody else has some experience with other products. I've even gone to the point of trying just straight bleach because bleach tends to pull so many things out. But you have an oil residue that actually stains. It gets into the fibers, which is different than getting into concrete. It's a little easier sometimes to pull an oil stain out of concrete, oh but it will still leave a very light residue or at least stain in the concrete. And I think that's probably where you are with your deck at this point. Now, you can stain decks with a light color. If you're looking to have a lightly colored deck and you want yes. to restore the wood, that is still an alternative, and it will hide that wood stain. I mean, it, the, the, oil, the oil stain in the wood. It will hide that? It will. You may have to seal it. What I want to tell you to do is just like other paints, even water stains on drywall or plaster, there are products like Kills, and that's a brand name. There are many other products out there that will seal a stain and still allow you to put a, a final, and this would be a solid, an opaque stain now, over the top of it, but you can go quite light with that. Okay. And that might be a suggestion for you. I don't know of a product that will actually penetrate that wood so deeply as to remove all of the oil residue that's embedded in those fibers. But look for something, then go to your local paint store, Tell them what you're dealing with, that you've cleaned the deck. It really sounds like it's clean enough it's ready to paint or stain. You need Most to... of it is, but there's some spots. Okay. 
Well, just tell them what you're coping with and that you need to seal those stains so that oil doesn't come from the back through your finished product, yeah. and then talk to them about a light stain. Again, this would be an opaque stain that would the wood uh, would receive properly or a paint that would make you happy. Okay, well, thank you very much. At least that gives you another direction to try. Yes, it does, and thank you. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Virginia, thank you for that call. Our contact number is 800-614-2975. And we've also got Bill with us online. He's got some thoughts on that uh, same issue Virginia was just dealing with. Hi, Bill. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Yeah, I, I had a similar problem, actually, uh, with a dark, I had a dark brown uh, stain on my deck that I had actually applied to the deck. Um, it was too dark, got real hot in the summer, and I rented um, one of those uh, floor sanders, actually, at, at you know Home Depot, or they have at Lowe's, and I went over the top. It only took me a couple hours, and now I have kind of an antique look. So I, I basically, you know, went over this, this dark brown and then put a nice um, clear stain, so my, my deck has almost like a two-tone look to it. That um, is much more appealing, and it was it was just a nice solution to the to that one dark color that we had. Well, that's a good thought. That gives you a little bit of a, a faux finish, if you will, to the deck, which is uh, sort of the way some of the interior paintwork is done, one color over another in many cases. And what you're saying is that's giving you a very unique finish, as opposed to trying to remove a hundred percent of any type of an oil stain that has penetrated deeply into those fibers. You just didn't go that route. You were simply looking at, at removing that surface color. Yeah, and because of the natural warp in some of the boards, you know, you had all these different grain effects. It also removed all the splinters, which was a problem with my kids' bare feet. So well, that uh, is it, really, it, it was a lot of solutions in one, uh, one application. And now you keep that deck sealed so you don't have to go back and mess with the staining very often, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the key in so many of these decks is is maintaining them. And I've been as guilty of exterior maintenance probably as everybody else. The year moves along so rapidly that sometimes it just gets away from you and you forget about doing it and another year's upon us. But for anybody that has decks, outside stairs, any exterior woodwork, maintenance is always important. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, just offer that as an option for that deck issue. It's a great option. Thank you. We appreciate the call. Okay. Bye-bye. Bill, thank you. Let's try to slip in one more quick call. It is uh, Randy. Randy, you're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Welcome. Um, yeah, i got a standing seam metal roof on my house. Is there a paint slash sealer? I've got a couple of small leaks that would seal them if I uh, repainted the roof. You're going to find that many of the roof paints... Even though they have changed, we don't have lead in them, we don't have a lot of products in them that gave them a lot more stability and strength many years ago, but they still have enough mill thickness that there's almost there's a film, if you will, that's applied. Once it sets up and it cures, but, but first off, I would be dealing with the roof leaks myself before I would put a paint. I wouldn't want to just rely on the new roof paints that are in the market today. They do a okay. good, they do a good job, but if you know where these are, even if you don't, I would spend some time trying to isolate them because if you apply, you do the prep work correctly and apply a new roof paint, uh, to the panels and you still have these, uh, these pinhole leaks up there, now you're going to be scraping more of this off or you're actually going to scrape it all off to try and find these. You can conceal it and cause the water to, to come in, uh, in a different location maybe than it is now. So I would first try and find the leak. Okay. If I find the leak, uh, is there a particular sealer that I need? 
number of things out there start. There's some brands, and I'll use a generic term called a, li- a liquid solder, if you will. You can buy this in a tube. It's made for metal roof panels. And I would be using something along those lines. Honestly, if this is a, a system that has surface fasteners in it, I would probably, if it's a pinhole and it's got the wood backing behind it, I'd put a screw in it with the washer around it, the same type of screw that holds the sheets on, and then go back and paint it. If it's concealed fasteners, then I would be using some type of a liquid solder, a tube product that's designed to seal these, and then go back and paint. Okay, very good. Thank you very much. We appreciate the call. Thanks, Randy. Got time for one more quick call. It is Sonia. Sonia, you're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Um, what can you do for mold on vinyl siding? Uh, what can you clean it with so that you wouldn't leave a stain on the side of your house? I'll tell you, one of the best products I found, in fact, I sprayed some here recently around my own home, is a product called Wet and Forget. Wet and Forget. And if you want to remove it instantly, and I do this myself, I don't encourage everybody to do it unless you have some degree of skill in using a pressure washer. Jim Jim would talk a little bit about that, perhaps, in some of his own experiences. Yeah, it but went a, bad. But a pressure washer will remove it immediately. Typically on shady sides of homes, storage buildings, areas where the sun does not spend a lot of time during the day there and there's some amount of moisture, you're going to find mold and mildew develop. But product like Wet and Forget is a very good product to spray on. You don't have to apply uh, any surface water. You don't have to hit it with a pressure washer. And it will gradually dissipate. It tells you even on the side not to use it more, I think, than about four times a year. Uh, but follow the instructions there. It works great for vinyl siding, works on patios, concrete work, work on the roof shingles on your house. So it's a good product, and you'll find it in many of the big box stores and, and uh, some of the smaller hardware stores. Sonia, thank you. We do appreciate your call. Don't forget, you can always reach Ken the Contractor at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. You can email them questions to our website, KenTheContractor.com. And also, uh, you can uh, friend us on Facebook. Book at Ken the Contractor and follow us on Twitter at Ken Answers. Quick break and back with more. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. I'm Jim Britt along with Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor. You can always reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or you can email him questions at our website. That's KenTheContractor.com. Time now for one-on-one with Ken the Contractor. Each week, Ken brings you information about products and services from companies and experts he interviews during his travels, all to make your life better, provide options, and save money. My next guest is Stephen Shohan. Stephen's with us today to talk about a product that some of you have already asked about, not necessarily by product name, but in terms of solving a problem. Stevens here with Dow Chemical, and that's a name that so many of you know, Dow. Hey, welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, Dow is a name that I've used so many times. Most people are familiar with Dow in terms of the insulation board. But one of the things that I know they're familiar with, but maybe Dow doesn't come first, that's a product called Great Stuff. And we talk about that a lot, about sealing around our doors, our windows, our outlets, penetrations that we have in a wall. But you have something new and unique about Great Stuff. Tell us about it. That's exactly why I'm here. We talk to a lot of people, and again, we have an extensive product family of Great Stuff insulating foam sealant. One of the things that you know is commonly used for is sealing out pets. Is in addition to air sealing and energy efficiency. 
People will use the product to keep pests from infiltrating the house, to block to seal the gaps and cracks around the windows, basically anything. Any we, penetration anything. that would allow air or moisture in exactly. or out. Well, one of the questions is always, do you have a product specifically for that? And so we've developed a new formula that is called Great Stuff Pest Block. This product, it gives you the dual benefits. So what's great about this product, other than the name Great Stuff, is that when you seal the um, the gaps, you're not only blocking the airflow, but you're stopping the point of entrance for pests. So if you have occasional invaders like insects, you know, they're going to bump into it and they're going to go away and go and try and find someplace else to come. But rodents, as you know, well, if they want to get in your house, they're going to get in your house. They'll so, eat through just about anything, including insulation off wires. That's right. That's right. And and, and thus, we've, we've put a, a bitter ingredient in our product. And again, it, this product is specifically formulated so that it will keep those occasional invaders from coming in your home and, and in through those normal points of entry. So this is, I know it's ideal for a lot of places, but I'm thinking especially for people that have basements, uh, basement access doors, windows, right. where the mortar may have come loose, things uh, just o- because of the age of the house or whatever, it may have some openings there that not only mice, but perhaps even rats can get in. That's right. And this will repel all of those rodents. Squirrels are a big nuisance in certain areas, and they're mm-hmm. in the rodent family. So this will have the same effect? It, it, yeah, it will keep them. It will block their point of entry. It, it, that's the primary use of the product is to block the point of entry, but it does have that. Um, but I guess that it, it's a taste it's a, or something that's applied to it that repels them. It, like many yeah. of us in our the garden will have products that we can put in and around our garden that drive certain critters away. Right. It doesn't harm them. It just drives them away. And right. And, and primarily the benefit is the discouragement of, of the barrier. However, we did, you know, again, to your, to your point, that the rodents are going to not want to eat through the product or what have you. Right now, I've had a call on a recent show, and I've had more than one, but just comes to mind recently about using steel wool to fill some of these holes to eliminate a rodent issue. But steel wool can be used in conjunction with the Great Stuff product. Is that correct? That's correct. If you have that pest, the pest that's really persistent, and the, you know if they want to get in your home, if they've been there before, they're going to want to get back in, and, and, and they'll eat through almost anything. You mentioned some other things, but they'll eat through anything. So putting Great Stuff on, or packing this the space with steel wool or copper wool is another application, and putting foam on top of it is a rep- recommended application if you have a persistent chewing animal that's coming into the to the holes in your house. If there's a, again, you mentioned the, like plumbing penetrations are, are a likely source of entry where your hose bib is, packing the steel wool around that penetration or larger holes and using it as a backer to support the foam. And then they, you know, really can't, even if they decide that they can bear the, the foam, they get to the wool, it stops them in their tracks. So well, it sounds like it's been taste tested by plenty of rodents based on the science that we're talking about today. They have all rejected it and gone somewhere else. Yeah. And that's the idea behind that's all of right. this. With the normal foam products, great stuff's been around for a few years and it really is great stuff. But mm-hmm. we know there are different degrees of expansion with that. Correct. The, when we look at the pest block, does that hold true as well? So they can still use it in the same area, some where there'd be a more a minimal expanding foam and others where they need the maximum expansion. Right. And this product's being launched. It's, it's, a, it's our gaps and cracks up to one inch. Is our, is like our, it's our minimal expanding or gaps and cracks is what we call it. It can be built upon to build to fill a bigger space, but we're launching it in the, because a lot of these spaces are small spaces. You don't need a big space for an animal to get into. I mean, they can get in the hole the size of a quarter. You want to make sure you put the right amount and you fill the gap, and it'll expand to fill the gap. And then if you need to add more, you can build upon it. Um, so there's one size flavor. It's not for use around windows and doors. Um, that's one of the the issues, you know, the, the exceptions. But this product is designed, you know, for places where you can have some expanding space for it to come out. We, manu- we market a product, um, Great Stuff Window and Door, 
which is a low-pressure variety of our product. Right, it's a minimal expanding, so it doesn't yeah. push the jam or trim it's actually, out of the way. Yeah, and it's the expanding pressure that's critical. So you're right. It's, you know, you're thinking about it pushing the jam and keeping that window shut or sh- so you can't open it or can't close it. But that's the so this product you know if you put too much in there there around a window you might have a problem like that so just we, we recommend using the window and door still in the window and door applications but all other penetrations and cracks and holes and gaps and places where you have some place for the foam to fro- flow freely this product is ideal for that. The bottom line is follow the manufacturer's instructions use the right product for the job just like I tell you use the correct tool for the job you'll find that life is easier. You end up finishing the project sooner, and it performs like it's supposed to. Great stuff, Pest Block. For those of you that are curious, where can they find out more about this? Well, you can find it on our website, which is DowGreatStuff.com. We appreciate you joining us today, filling us in on this new product. Sometimes it's the little things that really change how we enjoy our homes. It's not always the big items that everybody pays a lot of attention to, but something this small, if it can rid your home of rodents and the problem you have, makes you so much happier sitting in that chair. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Stephen's in such a unique situation of telling us about some of these new items that you and I have been asking about, but I can tell you behind the scenes, and these are things that have not come to air yet, but Dow continues to work on products that cater to our needs and our request. And it's amazing the kind of power that we have as consumers when you take a company that is a worldwide company like Dow, and they are listening to what we're asking for. And Pest Block's just one of those. If you happen to have live in an area where it's prone to pest infestation, you're in a wooded area, uh, wherever it may be, this appears to be the product that will solve your problems to close off all those holes and to keep those critters outside where they belong and let you be comfortable inside. Well, just think of the amounts of money that you spend on a case-by-case basis sometimes trying to rid these critters, and also when they get to places that you just can't get access to them. I I know under sheds is one of the particular uh, problems where uh, all sorts of things crawl up under there, and then sometimes of their own volition... They go bye-bye, and then, boy, you got a heck of a time. You know they're there. You can smell them, yeah. and you're, you're trying yeah, you to can. get them out. But, you know, some of the areas that are more difficult for us to work with, it happens to be crawl spaces or attic areas. And once they get in there, it's not just getting them out, but it's the problems they cause. And, again, it's the odor that they may be creating. But a lot of these will chew into your wires. They'll call elect- cause electrical shorts. They'll get into low-voltage wires. They will chew into insulation. So this product is especially formulated to keep them out. It is not your ordinary foam or ordinary insulation product. Yeah. And anytime you can keep them out, let them stay where they belong. They stay I, out I think there. they're going to be happier, and I know I'm going to be happier. Yeah, that's right. They stay out there. Don't bother me inside. Just let me have my, my big TV, and I'm happy. And you want your space with the air conditioner Exactly. On. Exactly. I know, I know. And then I can wave at those little fellas outside. As they smile at the window. Run free and go. <laughs> Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor. You want to reach him? Just pick up the phone and give us a holler at 800-614-2975. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. I'm Jim Britt along with Ken Patterson, Ken the Contractor. You can always reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or you can email him questions at our website. That's KenTheContractor.com. Time now for one-on-one with Ken the Contractor. Each week, Ken brings you information about products and services from companies and experts he interviews during his travels, all to make your life better, provide options, and save money. My next guest 
is Stephen Shohan. Stephen's with us today to talk about a product that some of you have already asked about, not necessarily by product name, but in terms of solving a problem. Stephen's here with Dow Chemical, and that's a name that so many of you know, Dow. I welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Uh, Dow is a name that I've used so many times. Most people are familiar with Dow in terms of the insulation board. But one of the things that I know they're familiar with, but maybe Dow doesn't come first, that's a product called Great Stuff. And we talk about that a lot, about sealing around our doors, our windows, our outlets, penetrations that we have in the wall. But you have something new and unique about great stuff. Tell us about it. That's exactly why I'm here. We talk to a lot of people, and again, we have an extensive product family of great stuff, insulating foam sealant. One of the things that you know is commonly used for is sealing out pets. Is in addition to air sealing and energy efficiency, people use the product to keep pests from infiltrating the house to block to seal the gaps and cracks around the windows. Basically, anything. Any penetration that would allow air or moisture in, exactly or out. Well, one of the questions is always, do you have a product specifically for that? And so we've developed a new formula that is called Great Stuff Pest Block. This product it gives you the dual benefits. So what's great about this product, other than the name Great Stuff, is that when you seal the um, the gaps, you're not only blocking the airflow, but you're stopping the point of entrance for pests. So if you have occasional invaders like insects, you know they're going to bump into it and they're going to go away and go and try and find someplace else to come. But rodents, as you know, will, if they want to get in your house, they're going to get in your house. They'll but, eat through just about anything, including insulation off wires. That's right. That's right. And and, and thus, we've, we've put a, a bitter ingredient in our product. And again, it, this product is specifically formulated so that it will keep those occasional invaders from coming in your home and, and in through those normal points of entry. So this is, I know it's ideal for a lot of places, but I'm thinking especially for people that have basements, uh, basement access doors, windows, right. where the mortar may have come loose, things uh, just o- because of the age of the house or whatever, it may have some openings there that not only mice, but perhaps even rats can get in. That's right. And this will repel all of those rodents. Squirrels are a big nuisance in certain areas, and they're mm-hmm. in the rodent family, so this will have the same effect. It, it, yeah, it will keep them. It will block their point of entry. It, it, that's the primary use of the product is to block the point of entry. But it does have that. Um, but I guess that it, it's a taste it's a, or something that's applied to it that repels them. It, like many right. of us in our the garden, will have products that we can put in and around our garden that drive certain critters away. Right. It doesn't harm them. It just drives them away. And right. And and primarily the benefit is the discouragement of, of the barrier. However, we did you know again to your to your point that the rodents are going to not want to eat through the product or what have you. Right now, I've had a call on a recent show, and I've had more than one, but just comes to mind recently about using steel wool to fill some of these holes to eliminate a rodent issue. But steel wool can be used in conjunction with the Great Stuff product. Is that correct? That's correct. If you have that pest, the pest that's really persistent, and that, you know, if they want to get in your home, if they've been there before, they're going to want to get back in, and, and, and they'll eat through almost anything. You mentioned some other things but they'll eat through anything so putting great stuff on packing this the space with steel wool or copper wool is another application and putting foam on top of it is a rep- recommended application if you have a persistent chewing animal that's coming into the to the holes in your house if there's a again you mentioned the, like plumbing penetrations are, are a likely source of entry where your hose bib is packing the steel wool around that penetration or larger holes and using it as a backer to support the foam and then they, you know, really can't, even if they decide that they can bear the, the foam, they get to the wool, it stops them in their tracks. So well, it sounds like it's been taste tested by plenty of rodents based on the science that we're talking about today. They have all rejected it and gone somewhere else. Yeah. And that's the idea behind that's all of right. this. With the normal foam products, great stuff's been around for a few years and it really is great stuff. But mm-hmm. we know there are different degrees of expansion with that. Correct. The, when we look at the pest block, 
does that hold true as well? So they can still use it in the same area, some where there would be a more a minimal expanding foam and others where they need the maximum expansion? Right. And this product's being launched. It's, it's, a, it's our gaps and cracks up to one inch. Is our, is like our, it's our minimal expanding or gaps and cracks is what we call it. It can be built upon to build fill a bigger space, but we're launching it in the, because a lot of these spaces are small spaces. You don't need a big space for an animal to get into. I mean, they can get in the hole the size of a quarter. You want to make sure you put the right amount and you fill the gap, and it'll expand to fill the gap. And then if you need to add more, you can build upon it. Um, so there's one size flavor. It's not for use around windows and doors. Um, that's one of the the issues, you know, the, the exceptions. But this product is designed, you know, for places where you can have some expanding space for it to come out. We, may, we market a product, um, Great Stuff Window and Door, which is a low-pressure variety of our product. Right, it's a minimal expanding, so it doesn't yeah. push the jam or trim it's actually, out of the way. Yeah, and it's the expanding pressure that's critical. So you're right. It's, you know, you're thinking about it pushing the jam and keeping that window shut. Or sh- so you can't open it or can't close it. But that's the So this product, you know, if you put too much in there, there around a window, you might have a problem like this. So just, we, we recommend using the window and door still in the window and door applications. But all other penetrations and cracks and holes and gaps and places where you have some place for the foam to fro- flow freely, this product is ideal for that. The bottom line is follow the manufacturer's instructions. Use the right product for the job. Just like I tell you, use the correct tool for the job. You'll find that life is easier. You end up finishing the project sooner, and it performs like it's supposed to. Great stuff, Pest Block. For those of you that are curious, where can they find out more about this? Well, you can find it on our website, which is dowgreatstuff.com. We appreciate you joining us today, filling us in on this new product. Sometimes it's the little things that really change how we enjoy our homes. It's not always the big items that everybody pays a lot of attention to, but something this small, if it can rid your home of rodents and the problem you have, makes you so much happier sitting in that chair. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Stephen's in such a unique situation of telling us about some of these new items that you and I have been asking about, but I can tell you behind the scenes, and these are things that have not come to air yet, but Dow continues to work on products that cater to our needs and our request. And it's amazing the kind of power that we have as consumers when you take a company that is a worldwide company like Dow, and they are listening to what we're asking for. And Pest Block's just one of those. If you happen to have live in an area where it's prone to pest infestation, you're in a wooded area, uh, wherever it may be, this appears to be the product that will solve your problems to close off all those holes and to keep those critters outside where they belong and let you be comfortable inside. Well, just think of the amounts of money that you spend on a case-by-case basis sometimes trying to rid these critters, and also when they get to places that you just can't get access to them. I I know under sheds is one of the particular uh, problems where uh, all sorts of things crawl up under there, and then sometimes of their own volition... They go bye bye, and then boy, you got a heck of a time. You know they're there. You can smell them, yeah. and you're, tr- you're trying <laughs> you to can. get them out. But you know some of the areas that are more difficult for us to work with, it happens to be crawl spaces or attic areas. And once they get in there, it's not just getting them out, but it's the problems they cause. And again, it's the odor that they may be creating. But a lot of these will chew into your wires. They call elect- cause electrical shorts. They'll get into low voltage wires. They will chew into insulation. So this product is especially formulated to keep them out. It is not your ordinary foam or ordinary insulation product. Yeah. And anytime you can keep them out, 
Let them stay where they belong. They stay I, out there. I think there. they're going to be happier, and I know I'm going to be happier. Yeah, that's right. They stay out there. Don't bother me inside. Just let me have my, my big TV, and I'm happy. And you want your space with the air conditioner Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I know, I know. And then I can wave at those little fellas outside. As they smile at the window. Run free and go. <laughs> Ken Patterson is getting the contract. you want to reach him, just pick up the phone and give us a holler at 800-614-2975. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Welcome back. You're listening to Ken the Contractor. Ken Patterson is Ken the Contractor. If you have a question for Ken, you can email him questions to our website. That's KenTheContractor.com. Or you can give us a call. We're going to go to those phone lines right now at 800-614-2975. And joining us next is Ginny. Hi, Ginny. You're on the air with Ken the Contractor. Thank you. Hi there. How can I help you today? Well, I have a cement sidewalk that's showing a little aggregate and I noticed some of my friends have had a covering put on it which is I guess cement about two inches thick which cost about a thousand dollars and I wondered if there's anything else that can be done with it. There are many products on the market today that are designed to take care of exactly the issue that you have and that keeps you from going in and tearing up concrete It keeps you from having to put forms up or do this two-inch topping because you can't take concrete and apply it in just a half-inch coating. It's not going to bond or have the structural integrity that it needs to stay in place. But there are numerous companies that have come up with uh, epoxy coatings or repair products. This is an area where they have a a product designed that you're going to find at most of your hardware and uh, construction supply stores that are do-it-yourself products. Uh, the concrete has to be properly cleaned. You want to be sure you've removed all of the loose material from the surface, and this is usually a pressure washing operation. Allow it to dry. You follow their directions, but there is a bonding mix, and then it's a coating that goes over the top. It gives you a uniform color, and it gives you texture as well. And you'll find that it's a fraction of the cost of putting something down new or applying this topping like many of your neighbors have done. And that's just one. There's so many others out there that are not cement-related or concrete-based, if you will, as a topping. There are epoxy coatings that are on the market. So investigate those. You will find they vary in price, and it depends on whether you're looking to do it yourself or this is something you want to hire a professional. And if you're going to hire a professional, I always encourage people to solicit at least three bids, Talk to some of the supply houses. See if they recommend the particular applicator. Do they stand behind them? Do they know what they're doing? Do they have good, you know, good track record here? And then make your best deal in that fashion. So I think you have two ways to go, but I promise you, if you investigate some of those products we're talking about, and I'd go to the QuickCrete website first because they've got so many. They're probably the leader in this country in concrete repair products and additives and, and things of that nature that you'll find what you're looking for there. And then from there, you can look at some other brands and check on pricing. Okay. Now, one of my neighbors did have that put on, I think, what you're talking about, and it didn't last. Is it possible that there are two different kinds that you should be careful? Oh, yes. I mean, that's a good question. There are multiple products out there, and some of the older generation or the first-generation products would not bond well. They did not perform well. As a builder, I used some of those many years ago, and then I got to where I just stayed away from them because they didn't perform. We'd spend time and money putting it down only mm-hmm. to go back a year later and it'd still be an issue. So I just stayed out of the market in terms of using that product for a long period of time until recent years, and I mean just the last two or three years, looking at the newest products, 
they do a very good job. I've been impressed with their performance. And I'm seeing, I, I have done far more commercial work than residential, but I'm seeing even a greater use of these products in the commercial world where there's a great deal of foot traffic on sidewalks at restaurants, in front of theaters, medical buildings. And these are being, these are being used in high traffic areas to restore concrete rather than tear it out. What that tells me is the industry as a whole is starting to accept it because they're finding they perform well. There's real value there. But the older products, going back even five, seven, ten years ago, they did not live up to expectations. Okay. So you want to raise that question, look at performance data, and then ask also, if you're talking to an applicator, you're obtaining some bids, ask them for some references, not just those that you call, but that you can go see the finished work and find some that are a little older that maybe have gone through a full seasoning cycle, you know, between summer, spring, fall, and winter, and see how it performed. That's what I would do. That's what I do when I investigate a new product. I don't want to be the first guy to use it. I want to find people that have had a good track record with it, not only installing it, other contractors or subcontractors, but homeowners and commercial users that have had it down and it's been tested in that environment. So give that a try, and I think you'll be satisfied, and you'll make yourself look really good compared to your neighbors. You'll save some money. Jenny, thank you. We do appreciate your call. Don't forget, you can always reach Ken the Contractor at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Time now for this week's In the News segment. Ken brings us products, trends, and services each week. They're important to you so that you can make informed decisions about your home maintenance, remodeling, and also new construction. Well, this week we're going to talk a little bit about both trends and services. As I tell you from time to time, we as consumers have more power than we think we do when it comes to industry, manufacturers, retailers listening to us. And online has become a major focus for home improvement retailers, especially a younger generation that has grown up with all of the technology in their hands, in their pocket, in their purses, they're paying a lot of attention to them, but I want to tell you, people my age are doing more and more online, folks, and all of you, some of you a lot older than I am, we are really into the computer side of living today, whether it's paying our bills, doing online banking, or buying products. And the largest retailers in this country, Home Depot and Lowe's especially, and there are many others, Ace, so many others that we could sit here and name, are paying a lot of attention and investing millions in their online sales and marketing sites. Customers are increasingly spending significant time online, not only buying products, but first we spend so much more time today researching products. And I tell each of you to do that over and over again. Get your information before you spend your money. So both of these home improvement retail giants have made significant investments, and you're going to see a lot of changes there. Lowe's launched its improved online sales platform called My Lowe's in September of 2011. We talked a little bit about that. Through the website, customers can manage their home improvement projects from concept, from the concept plans and planning all the way to execution. And a lot of you are saying, yeah, I've been using this. It's a pretty neat program for you to work with. Customers can also view and manage room-by-room profiles of their homes and experiment with different styles virtually. This is a huge change from where we were just a few years ago in the industry. You can actually see how it looks on your home by taking pictures, uploading these various colors or mixing and matching and see what the the finished product will look like. Also realizing these trends are where they are, Home Depot is doing the same thing. Although Home Depot is moving so much more of their side into actually creating a uh, improving their online portal, if you will, 
to develop direct fulfillment distribution center. Now, what that means is that they intend to allow you to purchase online but go to your local Home Depot and pick that product up. Also, they're going to give you the opportunity to check far beyond what you can today in-store inventory. That's going to be a huge help and save a lot of us gasoline and trip time. Well, and the other thing that they're tapping into is they're realizing that with almost any online retailing, what's the biggest impediment? Shipping costs. And by uh, ordering stuff online, shipping it to your local store, local Lowe's or Home Depot, in many cases, they totally wipe out that shipping charge. Well, it's already coming in on the trucks that show up at the store. So these people are listening to us. Continue to tell all of your major retailers what's on your mind, what you're looking for, and how you want to shop. They're paying attention and reinvesting for us. You've been listening to Ken the Contractor, where folks come for professional answers. If you have a question about your home, inside or out, you can always reach Ken at 800-614-2975. That's 800-614-2975. Or you can email your questions to Ken's website. That's KenTheContractor.com. And while you're there, check out a podcast of some of our recent programs, all online at KenTheContractor.com. You've been listening to Ken the Contractor. You've been listening to Ken the Contractor. Every weekend at this time, Ken the Contractor, Ken Patterson is here taking your calls. Don't forget, you can friend Ken on Facebook at Ken the Contractor and follow him on Twitter at Ken Answers. And if you're looking for home improvement information at any time, go to KenTheContractor.com.